You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to Soul Power to the People podcast. We have the co-founder, the other half of Soul uh, of uh, MaskOff.org. You remember our favorite guest uh, has been on the show several times, Dr. Matt Scott. He's the face of MaskOff MN, and we have the behind the scenes uh person right now i think he you're the force how why this uh has grown so rapidly so david alex welcome to soul power to the people podcast thanks so much tess it's great to be here i am so happy that you're here um want to know about you why you co-founded us you know, mask off. I don't know why I keep wanting to say soul power and mask off. Uh, why you co-founder co-founded mask off MN? What's the story behind that? And uh, yeah, tell us about yourself, please. Sure, great. Yeah, so uh, you know, maskoffmn.org was just kind of a a project of frustration at first. Honestly, back in 2020, I was very frustrated with you know how the mainstream media was reporting. On the uh, on the pandemic, uh, and uh, I was really challenged by you know some of the stuff that even uh, our own health agencies were reporting, such as the Minnesota Department of Health, uh, you know, ran by the uh, Commissioner Malcolm. And so I was reaching out to my local representative, and I was trying to express to him some of my concerns about uh, you know things like I, I was concerned about the PCR tests not being accurate, but yet every time they have a a positive PCR test, they call that an infection in, in, a, in, a, in a case. And I tried to explain all my, all my concerns to my local representative, and he didn't want to hear any of it. Um, you know, he just acted like, oh, you know, every other state's doing it. This is how everyone else is handling it. So this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, this is, I just trust the experts. I trust Commissioner Malcolm. And so I left that call, and I was, it was just on a, it was a phone call with this gentleman. And I found it very challenging because, you know, there's a lot of information when it comes to, um, COVID and, and the response to COVID more specifically, a lot of details. It's a lot easier to show someone uh, some of this information rather than just talk about it over the phone. And so what I did was I was inspired to make a PowerPoint presentation. I wanted to have another meeting with my local rep and I, and I wanted to make a PowerPoint presentation. This way I could show them different graphs and charts and data and scientific studies and whatnot. Well, anyway, I'm not that good at making PowerPoints. I gave up on that. Instead, I just said, you know what? I'm going to put this all on a website because a website is actually even easier, easier to share anyway. You can't, it's hard to share a PowerPoint like on social media, but you can share a website link very easily. So I took all the same stats and information that I've been collecting and curating uh, over the summer of 2020. And instead of putting it into a PowerPoint, I put it into a website. And that website became maskoffminnesota.org, uh, maskoffmn.org. And, uh, and then so after that, you know, I just I said, you know what, this is a lot of work to keep on complying all this information and fighting back, you know, I, at the time, it was just the website that was fighting back against the narrative, you know, it was just basically on the news, it was always, you know, the fear the you know, the, 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 the case counts, the death counts, all that stuff. 
So what we had, we had the website that was fighting back, but it was just, just a website. That's all. And it got good traffic actually. But then I decided to put up at the bottom of the website, a, um, a form. If you want to help volunteer some time, if you want to contribute to this project of fighting back against all this mainstream uh, propaganda that they're, that they're spewing at us, you know, from Minnesota Department of Health, which was crazy to me. I never realized that an agency could be compromised like that. Uh, and so what do you know? I started getting people reaching out and asking the volunteer and asking the help and helping to uh, offering to contribute to the project. And one of those uh, people was, of course, Dr. Matt Scott. And he it was his crazy idea to have, um, well, I, I want to, you know, based on um, Pam Popper, Pam Popper in Ohio, she recommended having Thursday night meetings for these types of groups. Uh, and so um, you know, I said, well, you know, should we have, you know, weekly meetings? And I just thought, you know, maybe virtual. Now, back, back then, we were knee deep in the Governor Walz's uh, lockdown and it was actually illegal to have in-person meetings over, I think, 10 people or something like that. So a crazy Dr. Matt Scott said, well, I've got a chiropractic clinic in Bloomington. We could have some meetings there. And I said, wait, you mean in person? Isn't that, you know, aren't you worried about getting arrested? And, uh, and so it was, it was his crazy idea that led us to start having meetings. Our first meeting was him and I, and, and I, I believe five ladies. Uh, so it was about seven of us total. And then every meeting is kind of kept on growing and growing. We had weekly meetings. Uh, for over a year, actually, and, and some of them were virtual. Uh, men, most of them were in person, though. And we moved all around the Twin Cities. We even had one up at Toby's in uh, Hinkley. Uh, so it's been quite the wild ride. We've had amazing speakers from Twyla Brace to Dr. Bob to Dr. Scott Jensen, Del Bigtree, uh, Vera Schraub, the Holocaust sur survivor, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, it's just been a wild ride. So. Um, but that's kind of the long story short of it. There's obviously a lot more than just that, but that's that's kind of the, the long story short of how we all came to be. Yes, um, this is from uh, Happy Hour with the Docs yes. <laughs> right here. Uh, and few others that I was able to attend in person. So, and it's going strong right now, uh, still uh, weekly meetings. I know there's a, what's next uh, on the horizon? I, I pulled it up uh, last night. Uh, you have a meeting um, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, there is actually some news on that. I think you're referring to the Aaron Siri event that was put on by our partners at Vaccine Safety Council of Minnesota and the uh, Wisconsin United for Freedom, I think, is the name of that group. So unfortunately, they did have to postpone that. So that was just recently announced that that has been postponed Unfortunately, I was really looking forward to this. That was the Aaron Seward event. He was the uh, attorney that sued the FDA and Pfizer uh, and right. providing that, that data that they were trying to hire for 75 years. Uh, so it was this attorney that actually is, is, in my opinion, the hero that was able to, to sue them and get them to release that information uh, way, you know, way sooner than that, basically immediately, you know, certain amount of pages for every every month here and, uh, and including information, by the way, that now that now we know that Pfizer knew right during the clinical trials that four people died right at the injection site of uh, getting administered the, the vaccine. You know, of course, the news back there reported no fatalities at all. But we know now that four people died right after getting injected during the clinical trial. Uh, and, and of course, that was just an, that's an addition to the people that died shortly after getting the getting injected. But anyway, uh, so that was uh, Aaron Sear. Unfortunately, that's being postponed. And then we have, do, do have updates in general. So we're right now refocusing our, our mission here. We're 
uh, doing weekly meetings every single week, you know, like, like I mentioned just a moment ago, and they're very time consuming uh, for us putting on these meetings because, you know, it's basically an event. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're finding venues, we're finding speakers, sometimes we're finding catering uh, for, for, you know, for different meetings and events. So uh, it becomes very challenging. So we're right now taking a slight pause on the meetings uh, so we can refocus our, 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 our efforts more on the activism and, and getting and back to our roots here as far as, you know, because it felt like we're just kind of, you know, planning all these events and means which were really important. We had some amazing speakers. We brought in, you know, we built an amazing community together. Um, but we, we felt that, you know, it was becoming more of a, you know, an event planning uh, uh, mission more than an actual activism mission. So we're trying to get back to our roots of being activists. And we want to, uh, you know, re remember uh, in November and remember uh, never again to let, you know, these tyrannical uh, leaders, we, I like to call them misleaders, you know, lock down our businesses, lock down our churches, you know, not allow uh, funerals, not allow loved ones into the hospitals, into the, you know, senior care homes to be advocates for their, their senior parents. I mean, there's just so much medical tyranny that's happened in the last couple of years that apparently a lot of people have forgotten because a lot of people right yeah. now, it seems, tests have uh, really let their guard down. They think that COVID's over and that the tyranny, more importantly, the tyranny is over. And, uh, and I just want to say about that, you know, it clearly is not, you know, Biden just re, um, uh, you know, re-enabled or, or re-upped uh, re the national emergency. I can't remember like, thinking of a, a name right now. I, I can't think of right now, but at the moment, but, uh, but yes, so, you know, the national emergency, that's, this national emergency is the key to all of this, okay? So by having a national emergency, that allows them to have different things that they can use under uh, uh, emergency use authorization. All right, mm -hmm. things like vaccines, like masks, uh, like tyrannical policies, like locking down entire cities. All right, I mean, so that's the thing. You know, everything they do, in my opinion, it seems like it's a not necessary, uh, b doesn't work, uh, and c in, in many cases is dangerous and/or deadly. Whether it's the vaxes, uh, you know, the the vaccines that are, if we if we look at the latest stats, uh, I've killed uh, thousands and thousands of people, and this is based on the various data alone which we all know is underreported by one to 10%. Uh, you know, so there's just so many, so many things. So the, the vaccines are dangerous. The masks people are breathing in. P people are still wearing masks in the grocery stores. Maybe granted, not as much, but they're still wearing them in public places. Uh, healthcare workers are still having to wear them. These, these surgical masks, they're breathing in microplastics all day long in the deep tissues of their lungs. Uh, most people have no idea the long-term uh, effects of these masks, but wearing masks all day, what we're doing to the children not only the physical effects of the children, uh, but also the psychological effects. And a lot of people forget, you know, Tess, that it was this year that our misleaders Fry and Carter in St. Paul, Minneapolis, not only, uh, you know, enacted a mask mandate in both those states, but also a tyrannical vaccine mandate that, that crushed businesses. You know, the restaurant owners that had restaurants in both the cities and the suburbs said that the ones in the suburbs were doing way better during that time because business was way down during those few weeks of that Vax mandate, uh, that was just horrible, uh, absolutely horrible. So what what's think what what makes you think that they can't just do that again and enable right. that again? And and that all the policies are still in place to do that. So that's why it's really challenging to me that people will just kind of let their guard down, think, oh, everything's fine now. But there's any there's nothing stopping any of these tyrannical misleaders from doing, you know, whether it be the schools putting masks back on their children whether it be the, the mayors enacting mask mandates and mask mandates, you know, for, for the, for the different city uh, uh, venues and whatnot, they can, nothing's mm -hmm. stopping them from doing it again. 
And so that's why we can't let our guard down now. This is the time to actually fight. You know, right now, remember back, I was telling you, when we first had those meetings, I was worried we're breaking the law by having these meetings and, and by, you know, doing these rallies and whatnot. Well, right now, you're not breaking the law at all. So right now, it's really an easy time to stand up and be vocal. To stand up, and, yeah. And, remember, and remind these misleaders that we will not gonna, we're not going to stand for this anymore. We're not going to stand for this again. So if you think you're going to pull this out of your back pocket again for, you know, whatever the next, you know, uh, crisis is, whether it's monkeypox or, or whatever they want to make up, you right. know, we're not going to let them do it again. We're not going to let them do it I feel that the monkeypox is actually the, the next uh, you know, means to lock us down. So I'm going to read you what you said here on your website. If you are advocating for lockdowns, you are advocating for some portion of the population to be consigned to death. And I've been reading up, uh, you know, you talked about the Pfizer uh, reports, right? The 80,000 pages, but let's let's break it down. Um, so I read in naturalnews.com that healthy young people are dying en masse across Australia and nobody is uh, talking about the connection to the jab, right? And then vaccine injury, injuries uh, is trending on Twitter right now in the UK. As we know, athletes are dropping. Uh, sudden adult death syndrome is a thing now. Healthy young people dying suddenly. So um, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Uh, sorry, I laughed there. It's, it's really sad. But, you know, how can people not connect the dots is, the, is a big mystery to me. So he uh, recently announced uh, or, or sent his apologies to his people that He's uh, struck by facial paralysis. And what about masks? My own daughter, who's consistently wore masks, uh, all of a sudden developed a rare disease uh, that started in the throat and then blood clot in. She's okay now. Um, and so are there studies that you know of that um, right now, you know, studying uh, vax versus unvaxed? Uh, well, that's the magic. That's the million dollar question, isn't it? It's amazing that the CDC doesn't do more studies in this regard. Uh, it's I mean, like I'm still don't... alive. What's that? You know, I'm still alive. <laughs> My mom is not, though. My mom died of a adverse reaction from the jab from, you know, immediately after the second jab. And uh, what, children had vaccination. One of Go our ahead. members, her, her father uh, just recently passed after getting the booster shot. I mean, I, I hear the story all the time. You know, I, I mean, I'm here, I honestly hear this more you know, than people even dying of COVID, which even that is sometimes kind of, you know, misinterpreted as dying with COVID versus dying of COVID. But anyway, I hear more of plus, the dying plus, the plus, The hospital's actually killing, you know, patients. Um, yeah. We have a guest speaker here, um, and you know, the remdesivir. People really need to look this up, that it's it's really not COVID they died of, but hospital protocols that actually killed these people and called it, and, and they labeled it as COVID deaths. So, um, and I, I'm really just glad that you're speaking up. And so... I'm hoping, you know, mask off for me, your brand, 
is really not just about the mask itself, but it's really masking off the truth, you know, the truth of lockdown, the truth of government tyranny, the truth of, um, I read somewhere that it's an occupied territory. Um, you remember that I was just browsing through your website that we are now in occupied territory, even the children at school, right? Oh, oh here, uh, Michael McCarthy, your guest speaker, um, something there says diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racism, and even what they're teaching the kids at school about gender identity. You know, he said, or or at least your post said, we are living in occupied territory. So any comments about what I just said? It's it's giving me chills that how did it get this far? Yeah, we had Michael a few weeks ago and that was uh, quite the eye-opening presentation. I mean, it really kind of brings it all together that, you know, what, what's happening is more than just even the medical tyranny, but it's all connected though. It's all, you know, even in the, the woke agenda uh, and all of this, it's, it's all connected. It's amazing. And I love what you said about mask off exposing the, the truth. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, and just going back to what you said there about the remdesivir, a few weeks, uh, actually just, yeah, actually just a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Scott Shera um, at our meeting and he actually has been around speaking um, all different sorts of groups around the country he had a daughter with special needs who uh, was put into the hospital because she had a positive test and was not allowed to have, they actually tricked uh, the, uh, the caretaker to get to leave the hospital. She wanted to take a shower, uh, the, the caretaker, and they wouldn't allow her, so she had to go home. And once she left, that's when they put on the, that's when they put the special needs daughter on remdesivir and she was dead four days later. Uh, and it's quite the story. If you haven't seen this, um, if you haven't heard Scott's story, it's 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 heartbreaking, but incredibly important. So I would recommend everyone to go to our Rumble channel. It's maskoffmn.org slash Rumble. And now bring it right to a Rumble channel and go. I think it's on the May 21st meeting. Uh, if you go back to May 21st, 2022, and it's the meeting with Scott Shara, Kim Overton uh, and Natalie Barnes. And mm -hmm. if you if you want to just go ahead and skip right, I mean the whole meeting is incredible, but the meeting the part with with Scott where he actually talked about the, the what happened to his daughter, his own daughter, because he did some research. He actually went back and looked at um, all the internal um, uh, data and, and and papers on his daughter and what they put her on and all these things, and and he's now come to the conclusion that this is all by design and 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 essentially essentially murder is what he's come come to the conclusion on. And and for him to say that is uh, is is pretty remarkable. And I you know I don't want to you know speak for him, but I just go ahead and check out his presentation. Uh, is because if you weren't if if, if you said no, nah, they're not killing people on purpose, they would never do that. If you watch his presentation, you're going to start questioning that, and especially using this remdesivir protocol that Fauci is so famous for. Now forget using safer things like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. No, only remdesivir, which uh, even the clinical trials killed almost half the people who went on it, you know, but, uh, but no big deal. Let's just put everyone and now they're putting the children on that. Uh, you know, exactly. so yeah, yeah. it's, it's thank, you, thank you for expanding on that. I put the link in the comments uh, on this Facebook uh, oh. live. So, so yeah, thank you for your, yeah. Mask off is about re revealing the truth. Uh, one of the questions I have for you, 
Well, we had Dr. Will Spencer who talked about remdesivir. We also had uh, Dr. Scott Jensen here. Um, uh, this was last year in April. But I noticed that you have Kendall Qualls, and I don't know much about him. And um, both of them are vying for uh, Minnesota governor. And because this is Minnesota here, sorry, folks, uh, this is... Um, about Minnesota, but what's happening in Minnesota is happening all over the world, right? The, this is a global tyranny, uh, but allow us uh, for a second here to just focus locally here. Um, what do you know about uh, Kendall Qualls? And, uh, you know, can can you give us perspectives how they are different? I'm not asking for who are you voting for, <laughs> but um, why should we look at both of them? And um, why should I... Uh, you know, look into the Kendall Qualls. Uh, how is he different from Scott Jensen? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, so Ken McCarthy, who is um, a, a, a pioneer internet marketer and also contributor to the real Anthony Fauci book that came out um, uh, several months back by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, he actually told me that what's happening in Minnesota, the race in Minnesota for governor is, is, is so important that it, it actually is basically the whole world is watching because what happens here is going to you know, basically uh, reflect what can happen in the rest of the world. This is so important that uh, Walls does not get reelected because he, you know, when, when someone puts that much tyranny down on people and then somehow magically gets them to forget somehow is beyond me. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten, but I've seen a lot of people around town. It's, I, I think they've forgotten how much, how, how much, how bad it was. You know, Walls put us through not one, but two different shutdowns for, 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 for restaurants and bars and small businesses and a lot of them never came back you know so um as far as you know who to vote for now i will say uh you know dr scott jensen did receive the gop endorsement and you know in rochester so you know he is the officially endorsed candidate here in minnesota kendall qualls has now endorsed jensen um so there's really probably not much of a point to voting for kendall qualls um at this point since he's oh, already i didn't know that jensen. Okay, yep. so he endorsed uh, Jensen. He did. So he, yep. th does that mean he is uh, getting out of the race? Yep, he's no longer in the race at this point. Now, allow me to break for a second if I could, Tess. Uh, so uh, I'm really proud because the the it came down at the GOP convention. There was the, the three uh, uh, front runners were Dr. Scott Jensen, Kendall Qualls, and Mike Murphy. And all three of those individuals have all spoken at Mask Off Minnesota events and meetings, which is really cool. And the, the bottom three uh, candidates, what do you know? They never spoke at our meetings. I think there's a correlation. I think if you speak at a Mask Off Minnesota event, you're going to be in the top candidates there. But uh, so we're pretty proud of that, that the top three candidates actually have all spoken at our events. And, the, and this person that spoke the most at our events, we've had Dr. Scott Jensen speak at five different Mask Off events. And what do you know? He actually got the endorsement. So he is the officially endorsed GOP candidate. So he will be going against Walls this fall. Um, so um, and, and both Mike Murphy and and uh, Kendall Qualls have endorsed Scott Jensen at this point. So, um, you know, mm. but we are a non we're a non uh, partisan group. So we don't actually tell anyone who to vote for. Uh, but I think we all know we want we want to vote for medical freedom. We want to vote for not getting locked up again and not, you know, not masking our children not making children do distance learning, not making people have, you know, funerals with six or less people. 
Um, you know, all the other, we just go, there's a laundry list of things that they did to us over the last couple of years, you know, that we don't ever want to have happen again. So, um, but you know, it, it's not over, you know, that national emergency allows them to use the emergency use authorization of the vaccines. If we could actually get that, because there's no, let's face it, there's no national emergency. There's, an emergency is not meant to be around for two and a half years. I mean, we're two and a half years into it. There's still no FDA approved COVID test. I mean, this is what's so crazy is if there's no national emergency, they can't use any more COVID tests because there's still not a single one that's FDA approved. They're all emergency use authorization, which means that they get a lot of leeway as far as how accurate it is. In fact, it doesn't need to be accurate at all. They just need to believe it might help in detecting COVID cases. Uh, with an FDA approved test, they actually have to have it validated to make sure it actually is accurate. But no, not, not, not when it's emergency use authorization, they can just say, no, we believe it is. Because we're an emergency, we just believe it is and it's good enough. And, but there is, there, so there's no FDA approved test and they're still using these lethal injections that are killing people and maiming people. You know, there's that story of the nurse in Minneapolis who the day after she got her Pfizer uh, lost, uh, they had to amputate both of her legs. And this is a few months back, so it's not a new story, but I mean, how, how tragic and sad is that? Can you imagine doing what you think is the right thing and then the very next day, uh, you, you know, this condition happens and they have to amputate both your legs. Uh, you know, so if it, if it doesn't kill you, it can still maim you and do a lot of damage. You know, myocarditis. I mean, look what happened to Justin Bieber. Now, we don't know for sure if Justin got the vaccine or not. But, but I mean, it sure seems like it probably probably did. I, I saw a documentary with him where they, they were very pro COVID protocols on everything. So what I saw on that on that on that documentary would not you know surprise me that he also did get the vaccine. But none of this is possible if there's not that national emergency declared. Now, who declared that national emergency originally? Donald Trump. Yeah, so every, you know, people love Donald Trump, but let's not forget, he's the one that actually put us in this entire position right here. Now, Biden can get us out, but do we have any faith in Biden stopping this national emergency? I, I, I don't, actually, unfortunately, just because this keeps the power in place. By him re-signing it, I think it's every 90 days. He has to re-sign that national emergency and that, and that enables all this tyranny to return at any time and enables them to use these, these, these lethal injections on people. And they just now are go going to uh, uh, authorize them for little children, you know, six months of, of age, you know, I mean, that, are, that don't need these injections at all. Even if you think that the whole COVID narrative is real, which there's a lot to be said with that, uh, you have to agree that little children don't need this. I mean, they are not at any kind of risk that needs an experimental, you know, uh, medication or whatever you want to call it, you know, with no long-term uh, clinical studies at all. We have no idea of the long-term side effects of, of this at all. You right, know, the and they're UK, dropping they dead recommend... too. What's that, Tess? Um, They're dropping dead too. I read in uh, the UK, 10 are already dead and nearly 2,000 are injured children that are vaccinated and and they're really pushing for that and my heart breaks um i don't know what else we can do or uh to to stop this madness uh, i want to i want to point you to a genocide you know i i did a podcast interview on on genocide and just give me one second here okay um I'd love to hear your thoughts. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but 10 stages of genocide, classification, people are divided into us and them. 
Number two, symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Number three, discrimination. People begin to face systematic dis discrimination. Number four, dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. Number five, organization. The government creates special groups, police, military, to enforce the policies. Number six, polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. We've heard, you know, right? The, the unvaccinated. Uh, what do they say about the unvaccinated? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, preparation. Official action to remove, relocate people begins. Persecution, beginning of murders, theft of property, trial, massacres. Number nine, extermination. Wholesale elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. Number 10, denial. The government denies that it has committed any crime. And uh, the show is all about revealing uh, unveiling any systematic devaluation of the human race, right? That the disempowerment, the dehumanization, the destruction, the depopulation. Um, any thoughts on that when I, 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 again, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but is that ringing a bell? Am, am I wrong to think it's genocide what's happening here? I mean, I really want to hope that it's not genocide, but I have to be honest with you. It, it definitely is looking that way, isn't it? And, you know, um, I'll just refer, reference uh, Michael Yeadon. He's a former VP of Pfizer. Um, and he's, you know, he's a, he's a scientist. And I would, if you haven't checked him out, I, I definitely recommend check out Michael Yeadon. Uh, but he's even come to the conclusion that he believes this is a genocide at this point. And this is, I mean, he's like the furthest from a conspiracy theorist you could possibly imagine. He's, he used to work for Pfizer. Uh, and not just anyone, not, not the janitor at Pfizer. Uh, we're talking a VP scientist there uh, at, at, at Pfizer. And he now has come to the conclusion that this is looking to be a genocide, you know, by design, on purpose. By design, um, And yeah. it's, it's so sad, too, because I see people I know, you know, in real life that can't wait to get their little children vaccinated, you know, for something that they're not even at risk of. And they have no idea what they're doing to, you know, the children's fertility. And we have, you know, we have no idea um, what what can happen with, with all of that. And what's crazy is, you know, our health agencies here, the CDC, Minnesota Department of Health, are all pushing pregnant women to get vaccinated. Well, in the UK, as of as of about a month and a half, two months ago, they have a document still that says we don't know. Actually, it's on, it's on our Facebook. If you go to Maskoff's Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram. Um, you can see a screenshot and go right to the right to the page on the UK's uh, health department's page where they say we don't actually know if it's safe for pregnant women so we don't recommend pregnant women take this, or if they think they could become pregnant don't take this and we also don't know about it being excreted in, in breast milk, so we don't recommend that either. But yet our health agencies here are pushing it on pregnant women in fact they're using fear, um, you know, saying oh, pregnant women are more at risk that you definitely should get vaccinated with this experimental vaccine. That we don't have any idea what's going to happen to you or your child, you know, in, in the future. So it's absolutely frightening um, to see, you know, health agencies being compromised. You know, I myself personally, you know, especially in America here, have lost all faith in the school system, the educational system, the medical system, financial system, legal system. And it's really sad uh, how much faith I personally have lost uh, just in the uh, 
and, and the average uh, intelligence of the average person, unfortunately, I've lost a lot of faith, you know, because you just walk around. And when I see people, you know, um, out and about walking around by themselves with a mask on, especially a surgical mask, breathing in all those microplastics, um, or even an N95, you know, cutting up all that oxygen for no reason, or walking around the grocery store with fogged up glasses because they're their mask is fogging, you know, fog, but they'd rather just have fogged up glasses walking around the grocery store so they can be safe. You know, it's just, I feel bad because, you know, they're, they're all victims of what I like to call trauma-based mind control. You know, what we've been through the last couple of years here is so much trauma and it's easy to control people um, when they're in this, you know, in the state of kind of fear and this reaction state, uh, fight or flight, I guess you kind of call that. But yeah, trauma-based mind control is a great way. And we actually had a, a funny story about this. We had a, a meeting a few weeks back where we had Royce White come and speak to us. And I shared just a quick story about how I was at uh, Lifetime Fitness. And uh, there was, uh, there's the outdoor uh, whirlpool. Uh, I shouldn't say outdoor, but uh, co-ed. So it's by the, by the pool where both, you know, both sexes go into the, into the whirlpool as opposed to uh, the whirlpool inside the, the locker room. Well, anyway, there's a gentleman wearing a surgical mask in the hot tub. Um, well, that's kind of silly. He's wearing a, wearing a mask in the hot tub, whatever. Okay. And then uh, I see him get out and he goes in the locker room. And, uh, and so then I, you know, I'm, I'm in the hot tub. I, I'm getting too warm. So I go in the locker room and start, you know, start getting ready to go home. And I, I and I don't have my glasses on, but I can see him on the far side of the, of the uh, locker room, uh, of the shower room. And uh, he's wrapping up at the shower and he doesn't have his mask. I'm like, oh, that's good. At least he didn't take a shower with this mask on. You know, that's crazy if he take a shower. But I saw where the mask was. The mask was on the handicapped bench and in the shower where, where, you know, men, naked men sit. Okay, so this is where they sit with their naked butt. That's where his mask was. All right. So then I said, well, no, he, he won't actually probably, no, he won't put it, you know, he won't put it back on. So then I happen to look back the other way and I had, you know, I don't have my glasses on, but I happen to see him. He's walking away from the shower room, strapping the mask back on his face. The mask that was sitting on the handicap, at the handicap bench that you know, tons of naked butts have, uh, naked men's butts have been, have sat on. But, you know, to be that scared, to, to wear a mask, not only in the hot tub, but then to put it on and, you know, put it on the bench and everything to keep on wearing it is just another example of trauma-based mind control. I mean, I just, you know, I, I laugh, but at the same time, I feel sad for this individual. He'll probably wear a mask the rest of his life, you know, until those microplastics get to him. Um, and, you know, there's more and more information coming out about that, how definitely having microplastics deep in the lung tissues of your lungs is not a good thing. Uh, right, and, and there are a lot of studies and reports on that. It's just being silenced right now. And um, apparently folks like you and I are the ones spreading this information, right? Um, I heard uh, something about Obama wanting to crank down on folks like us because we're what terrorists for speaking up the truth. Yeah. It's it's crazy Anything going against the narrative you know uh, and that's yeah. what's crazy is with mask off you know we're really careful to whenever we put out stuff uh, to always have direct sources to the to the data that we're citing is that why you haven't been taken down yet is because it's all it's it's I, a mystery to me how you have not been taken down i mean not you well mask off mn.org yeah, so funny story about that is the original website uh, was actually named after, uh, so Minnesota Department of Health had an ad campaign, you know, that they received, you know, $8 million of funding for uh, that was called back in the early days of the scamdemic called uh, hashtag 
mask up Minnesota. And if you ever saw those commercials everywhere, they're on billboards, newspapers, TV, radio, you know, the wild games, twin game, twins games, you know, mask up Minnesota, stay safe, Minnesota, mask up Minnesota. So our original website uh, was actually maskupminnesota.com. They hadn't bought that. And so um, it was thought to be kind of sneaky that, hey, if someone were to, you know, to go to Google or whatever and Google mask up Minnesota, they'd actually come to the truth and they would see the, our website with all the truth and the, and the, and the studies that, you know, the Minnesota Department of Health are forgetting to tell you about. Because there's, let's not forget, there was numerous studies that came out before the pandemic that uh, from the CDC and other agencies that actually already proved that wearing a mask actually does not help. In fact, and oftentimes even a cloth mask specifically is more harmful and causes, is, is, is you know, more likely to cause you respiratory issues by wearing it all the time. Um, and so and we- Psychological, original, Don't, let's not forget the psychological. And the psychological and the psychological, which no one ever talks about, you know, especially yeah, on children. Mm -hmm. But in, in, even on the senior citizens, you know, um, I had a family friend who came down with Alzheimer's, unfortunately, and since has passed, but he had it, you know, the last, you know, year of his life, his con already confused life because he had Alzheimer's. You know, he was in a special memory care facility and everywhere he looked, there's all these massive characters everywhere. Imagine being confused already for Alzheimer's and everywhere you looked, all these weird massive characters you've never seen before. You know, I mean, at least not to this, you're not, you're not used to seeing massive characters everywhere you look, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a horrible thing for, for everyone. Uh, even, even our own self-esteem is, I don't like walking around the store and seeing people mask up. It subconsciously reminds me that, you know, oh, there's a scary thing going on, even though I don't really think there is, but it also reminds me there's there's still a lot of dummies out there, unfortunately. I hate to use that word, but uh, or just uneducated people that have not chosen to look into it for themselves. You know, most people that say follow the science, they've never chosen to look into the science at all. Mm -hmm. They assume that the news, the news is actually telling them what the science is and actually doing the, the research for them. They assume that journalism is what journalism used to be, and that clearly is not. You know, journalism now is just basically paid advertising. For uh, you know Pfizer, Pfizer and Big Pharma, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, they assume that the government wants the best for them. That too, and that, so I mean that's what this really is: is a pandemic of assumptions. They assume that Fauci's telling the truth; that you know Fauci has their best uh, you know intentions in, in, in mind; that the that health agencies are you know want to help us and, and want to save lives. You know that the governors are just trying to do this to help save lives. You know, a lot of people they just believe that they they would never do something on purpose to hurt us. And you know, uh, there's numerous times in history where it actually does seem like it was on purpose to hurt people, and it was all by the done by the government. Um, mm -hmm. So so know. right now um, we've talked about all of those. You know, thank you for breaking all down. I really want the people to to see the massive deception we are in right now and to please, please do your research. Not what they are giving you, you know, go outside their narrative and really look, look at evidences already popping up left, right and center, you know, because your ignorance will contribute to the death of the destruction of the human race. It, it's really going that far, genocide, right? But, um, Let's talk about one, what's your biggest fear right now? And two, shift it up to let's count the wins and what more, what other wins can we as a collective divine human beings can work towards? So what, what are you most afraid of? And then what are the wins um, that we can 
celebrate and then what future wins can we all endeavor to attain? That's a great question or a great set of questions there. Yeah, you know, I think the thing I'm most worried about, and I've already kind of alluded to it, is uh, you know, people just letting their guards down right now. I think this happened last year too. If you don't, if you don't recall, um, you know, when walls ended the peacetime emergency and they ended the mask mandate, a lot of people let their guards down, and you know, they saw, you know, a lot of people thought it was over then. And then what do you know, you know, fall of 2021, that's when all the man, all the vaccine mandate stuff started coming out. And it's like, see, people, I told you we're, we're not through this yet. You know, I think the same thing's happening right now. You know, you know, people are, are kind of letting their guard down. Everyone wants to, you know, especially in Minnesota, we all want to enjoy summer. You know, it was a long winter, cold spring, very annoying, very depressing for a lot of people. So we want to, you know, we want to move on. Right. But I think the problem is, uh, you know, it's, if you don't fight now, say, for example, with, with kids in school, you know, by the time the end of August rolls around and all of a sudden the school board announces they're doing masks because cases are, are up, you know, because they've been monitoring the wastewater in the Twin Cities, you know, which is a whole different thing. Uh, they can make up whatever they want when they monitor the wastewater. They can put something in the water, right? They can put something in the water. That, and by the way, they're monitoring the wastewater with the PCR tests, which also still are not. FDA approved, <laughs> not validated, be even accurate. Uh, but if we wait till the end of August and all of a sudden the school board announces, yeah, by the way, kids are going back in the, in the mask, too late. You didn't fight early enough. That's why you need to start now. We need to start reaching out to the school board now and say, hey, I'm a parent. I'm watching you. All right. We're watching you guys. You're not bringing back masks this, this fall. Okay. That's why I'm, this is June right now. I'm telling you right now. I mean, you should be reaching out to these people. You know, the school board, the, the principal, all the, you know, the teachers, the teachers union, all, all the reps, all these people, you should be reaching out to on a regular basis. So, you know, we're not going to fall for this again. We're not going to let you do this again. So my biggest fear right now is everyone's just, you know, going up north to the cabin and, you know, living the, like everything's normal, which we all, we all want to be back to normal. And I do too. We all want to be back to normal. But I think that's just, we're going to fall in the same trap what happened last year is I think the exact same thing happened last year that the, the mandates ended right before summer. If you recall, the peacetime emergency ended, I think right at the end of May. And then, so if the summer actually felt pretty normal, we all kind of got back to normal a little bit, let our guards down. And, you know, we've noticed that just with, with mask off too, you know, uh, once, you know, the, uh, uh, especially once the mandate ended in the airplanes, that's when it really seemed to kind of triple uh, the, the ripple effect kind of went a lot of other mandates went away, not in hospitals though. There's still, uh, you know, all the different hospital systems have their own mandates for wearing masks. The schools have, have the schools withdrawn the use of masks? Most of them have, yes. Uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul were one of the last two holdouts. And those those ended their mask mandates literally, I think, like three weeks left of the school year. So it's pretty pathetic that they waited to the very end to do that. And oh, now they're everyone thanks. Oh, thank you, school board, for ending the mask mandate. Yeah, with, you know, the whole three weeks left. Now, they're the hero. You, Oh God! Quick story about that, Tess, is uh, mm -hmm. even though Minneapolis ended the school mask mandate, uh, my chiropractor actually, uh, his wife is a special ed special ed teacher there in Minneapolis schools. She told him that uh, one day their air conditioning went out or whatever, and because their their filtration system wasn't wasn't active enough or wasn't wasn't working well enough, they had a mat. They made made everyone mask up again, teachers and and students again. And that was without any kind of official, you know, vote at the school board. They just declared, oh, the AC's broken, everyone masks up. 
So that's another example. Just because they took away the mask mandate, look, they still found a reason to bring it back for a couple of days just because the AC didn't work. Uh, so interesting point right there. But that, that's one of the things I'm really worried about is, is us letting our guards down. So please, folks, don't do that. Um, you know, we're as far as mask off Minnesota, we're planning some rallies here this summer. Uh, you know, we had some huge ones at the Capitol last year. So we had Dr. Scott Jensen speak, Del Bigtree, a bunch of other amazing speakers. Um, and some of thousands of people. Uh, so, you know, please show up to these, these rallies, please, you know, because we, we, we need that momentum, we need that energy there. Uh, it's, it's not as much fun when you show up and there's just, there's only 20 people, it doesn't have that same energy. So we really need everyone to, to you know, remember that this is not over. They're going to pull out more, that you know, they have more tricks up their sleeves. I mean, if it's not monkeypox, it's something else. Um, you know, they're already talking about doing climate lockdowns, you know, so, oh, you know, climate change is so bad. So we're not going to do a lockdown for that. Uh, and so we, what you know, does that look like? Climate, climate lockdown. Right. Yeah. They say about oh, us locking down and it helps with emissions. So we're going to have to, you know, Bill Gates, is, he loves all this stuff. No, we got to do a climate lockdown. So everyone needs a lockdown to help with emissions to keep, you know, to help protect the environment. And of course, I'm all, I'm all against, you know, avoiding pollution. I, you know, obviously pollution is really bad. Um, but I do feel like, you know, they're using some of these things to their advantage and, you know, a climate lockdown. Hmm, interesting. But, uh, so but don't yeah, drive. Say enough is enough and never again. You know, so that's why we really need to stand up and stand tall and, and not back down, especially not now, especially when, when it's not even illegal right now. We have nothing to be worried about right now as far as, you know, you know because gathering right now is not not illegal. I don't worry about it's not like we're in other countries like in Australia and China. They've seen these videos of you know, some of the protesters and, and whatnot, you know, we, but we can't let ourselves become like those other countries. We have to stand tall. We are the, the land of the, the free, home of the brave, right? So we have to, we have to stay like that. Um, and then, sell, you know, the things to celebrate, you know, I will say that, you know, getting the mask off uh, uh, the kids in Minneapolis, St. Paul and the rest of Minnesota was definitely something to celebrate. I, I will say, um, you know, I, I, I count that as a, as a win, but with an asterisk because it's a win that we should have never had to won. Uh, and it's also when that we could easily lose again, like I was saying, if we let our guard down, any of these school boards can bring this stuff back. And that's why we need, you know, we need people in office that are going to enact laws that will say, yeah, never again can school boards just, you know, decide to, you know, enforce medical decisions on, on families you know, and forcing people to wear masks is a medical decision. And by the way, it's also against the law to conceal your identity in the state of Minnesota. So if they really want that, they need to change that law as well. There is a law in the state of Minnesota, a statute that you cannot hide your identity uh, with a mask right. in public, in public places. And it's against the law unless you have a medical reason and that needs to be prescribed by a doctor. So mm -hmm. if they want to be able to wear masks, I mean, right now, even people seen walk around the grocery store, they're technically committing a crime. I mean, technically you could call the police on them for violating that statute. Um, will any mm -hmm. police officer actually enforce? I mean, I wish they would actually, because I'm sick of seeing people walking around wearing masks. Because they're just, you know, spreading that continue to spread that fear, um, but there yeah. is a law that needs to be changed. If if people want to still continue to wear masks, uh, there needs to be a law that needs to be changed because there it technically is against the law to wear a mask in public. But we need, we more importantly, we need we need people in place that are gonna, uh, uh, you know, make it so they can't do this this nonsense. We that's what's so challenging is, you know, we had different suburbs doing their own mask mandates. Golden Valley had one, St. Louis Park, Minnetonka. And so it makes it almost impossible. Where do you fight? In which levels do you fight? Do you fight at the city level? Do you fight at the school board level? Do you fight at the state level? Do you fight at the national level? 
And that's what's so brilliant, you know, about this whole scamdemic is it's it's so layered that it's 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 genius. It really is. They've made this so complicated to fight back against. There's it's so thick, you know, the different layers, whether mm-hmm. the, the propaganda, thick, thick the layers to fight fight back against. That in my opinion, you know, this it really is genius what they're what they're doing to us in a, in a, obviously in a very evil way. Um, yeah, but, and like yeah, so, you said, it's not just the medical tyranny; it's uh, the school, it's the legal, it's it's everything. Uh, you know, just connect the dots, guys. And so that's a really big win. And I want to also add that you know, unmasking the planes is a really big win. Yes. 80,000 pages of Pfizer documents released instead of 75 years later. It's a big win. And um, yeah, I I don't know really how we come to this, um, but is it too late? (laughs) Um, Attending rallies, following uh, mask off on Rumble, how do people not let their guard down? Any any other examples of not letting your guard down? I know if I if I can give you an example, at the 2020 elections, I didn't wear a mask because I read that statute in Minnesota. Like, but I took a risk and I was also, you know, kind of nervous. Maybe someone will arrest me. <laughs> but I you know I was taking a selfie of myself. I'm the only one in a long line. Uh, voting early because I was afraid of the rioting. Uh, there, there were there were talks of riots. Whoever won, there would have been another riot in M- Minneapolis. I think it happened, but but it didn't uh, escalate the way it did uh, May of 2020. Um, and also, when I signed up for the gym, I I made sure. Hey, before I sign up with you guys, before I make a commitment. Can I get my money back in case you um, enforce mask mandate again? Because I will never <laughs> go to your gym masked up. Oh yeah, you, you have 30 days. What? <laughs> get my money now and I wait 30 days for you to refund. But that's my way of saying, hey, ahead of time, you will lose my business. Um, and Target has lost my business. Many, many um, businesses have lost my business for uh, enforcing masks. What else can you uh, share about um, not letting your guard down? What can we do? Well, I think you nailed it right there. I mean, you know, uh, voting with your dollars. I think that's so important. Don't support companies that uh, supported tyranny, you know, either, either directly or indirectly. You know, I mean, there's so many companies that really promoted the mass you know thing when when they easily could have just looked the other way you know they could have just said okay yeah we were put a sign up there and you know but but just ignore it though and just look the other way but no they went you know a lot of them you know doubled down and actually really really extra enforced it Uh, i won't name any specific companies but there's there was lots and so i think it pays to shop with your dollars i think it pays to you know before you go to the dentist just tell call them ahead of time say hey you know um i can't wear a mask so is that going to be a problem? Um, I really recommend actually doing that in advance rather than making a scene, you know, at the dentist, for example, it is actually easier to just do that in advance. And when they, you know, and if they tell you you have to wear a mask on the phone, you say, I'll find a different dentist then. That's what I did when I called my, my dentist and they said I had to wear a mask. I said, well, I'll find a different dentist. She said, well, wait, hold on a second. And she came back on the phone. She's like, you know what? Never mind. Just talk to the dentist. It's okay. You don't have to wear one. 
And so they put in the notes for me that I don't have to wear one, you know? Um, so it, it really is important to shop with your dollars. I, I think you nailed it right there. Uh, what else can we do? You know, I think, you know, definitely follow us on our socials because we have a lot of call to action that we put on there. A lot of different uh, pieces of information, uh, brand new news, uh, you know, when we have, when we announce rallies, meetings, events. So we're on Twitter. We have a, a pretty big Twitter following, pretty big Instagram following. Uh, all of our socials are basically just maskoffmn.org slash, and then whatever the social is, so slash Instagram, slash uh, Twitter, slash Facebook, slash Telegram. Our Telegram group, by the way, is amazing. That's quite the community. Um, it's a great place to get feedback, to share ideas, to share stories that have happened to you uh, in real life. You know, we have a lot of different examples of medical tyranny actually in there that are, are just incredible. And actually, great play. it's a great place to learn of places not to shop. And also a great place to learn of places to shop and places to patronize. Uh, so I think that's it's so important to, uh, to really shop with our dollars. Um, you know, other than that, yeah, it's just staying vigilant, um, you know, doing whatever you can to, to go against the, that narrative that says that this is all normal. Uh, that's what's so frustrating is so many people just all of a sudden, just, you know, it's like pre-2020 has been erased from their memory. You know, even walking to the, the hospital, you know, my mom's in the hospital not too long ago. She's fine now. But, uh, you know, I went in there with her and, you know, all these, all the hospital workers were masked up the entire day, wearing, you know, wearing surgical masks, breathing in those microplastics, thinking it's normal. A lot of them have forgotten that prior to 2020, they never were masked up, right? At least very, very, very rarely were masked up. You know, I mean, even most doctors were rarely masked up, especially not the entire day. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe during surgery and that was about it, but people have seemed to forget, no, no, they, they're masked up the entire time. No, no. Uh, you know, and that's what's really, we actually have uh, several um, uh, healthcare workers that have reached out to us just feeling desperate because um, they're, they feel left behind and forgotten about because almost every, even the, you know, the schools now are, are mask-free for now, hopefully they stay that way. But a lot of the, none of the healthcare workers um, are able to wear, I mean, most places, most healthcare facilities still have their own built-in mask mandate. And uh, people have reached out to Minnesota Department of Health and no, there's no official mandate from the state. These are all, you know, health partners, uh, North Memorial, these are all their own policies that are making their employees be masked up all day long. And most people don't realize that, you know, these healthcare workers, like if, if you have to go to the hospital or if you have an appointment in the clinic, yeah, you have to wear it, which is unfortunate, but you're only wearing it for an hour or two and you're there. These hospital employees, these clinic employees are wearing it all day long. And, and um, now a lot of them are, are brainwashed and don't realize what, what they're doing is actually bad for them. But some of them are not. And some of them are like, wait a second, you know, people, everyone's forgotten about me. Every, you know, everyone's for, thinks the fight's over, but no, you still got to wear them in the hospitals. And it's, it's, uh, it's horrible. I mean, you know, people that have anxiety problems go into the clinic. And I know, I know you have anxiety, sir or ma'am, but here, slap this mask on your face, you know, because that's our policy here. Oh, wait, I have anxiety. What if that, you know, exacerbates my, uh, exasperates my, my anxiety? No, it doesn't matter. That's our policy, you know. What kind of health care is that? That's ridiculous. That is not health care. You know, and actually when I was in the, the hospital with my mom, the sign on the walls now say, a mask required for all customers. When you're in a customer's room, make sure you wear your mask so it covers both your, your nose and mouth uh, to keep our customers and our, um, our, our employees safe. I promise you, at the Maple Grove Hospital, there's signs all around the hospital that call, they're no longer called patients, they're called customers. 
And I think we can we can end it right there because that tells you the state of where we are with the medical industry right here. And as, as you pointed out, it's, the tyranny doesn't end with just medical industry, but it does seem to be extremely big with the medical industry. And that's what's so scary is if we don't stand up right now, it, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. I mean, we need it because, we, we, you know, we need our hospitals to not feel like prisons, you know. It's a scary time, definitely a scary time. But this has been a very, uh, very awesome discussion. Guys. I feel we could, we could talk all day. Yes, we could. <laughs> but I do have to let you go. I know you have other things uh, you need to do. I know you're very busy. Thank you so much, David. Um, thank you for your leadership, your bravery, your courage. Um, not everyone would have done uh, what you did, but hey guys, um, you know, you can't be David, but you got to find what's true for you to stand up, to take leadership of what's going on in the world right now, not just in Minnesota, in the whole entire world, the whole world just got bought off, you know, selling your soul, selling your health, you know, really jeopardizing our very life and existence, you know, future survival as a human race. So get involved, wake up, don't let your guard down, really fight the fight because this is the future uh, of our human race as a species. Um, again, you know, we don't want to just stand idly by and watch for the genocide to happen it may or may not be genocide let's hope but you know what it's up to you to not let it go that far because you still have a say in this you still have a power to stop this and it's up to you so soul power to the people podcast thank you so much david this is tess regera saying bye-bye to all of you have a great day i hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.